0: we're live first off i'm just going to tease this is actually a messed up t-shirt but i'm going to touch on that in a little bit phrasing uh and really quickly i want to tell everybody right now as far as i know uh fandango is still giving double points for mission impossible tickets so if you have amc a-list you can literally just buy two tickets to mission impossible and get five dollars off another ticket for a wow friend. just wanted to say that anyway we've got i'm here i'm brian and i'm here with uh brad the brad that uh i told him i'd call him hot chocolate because he's a warm (laughs) (laughs) hug even though if you spill him on you you'll probably get burned so don't piss him off anyway with aaron (laughs) and then we got our resident sith lord aaron that's me (laughs) that's your nickname until you want a better one but it seemed appropriate
1: Hey, my original oh. YouTube name was Darth Aaron. So I guess that kind of fits. That's so.
0: awesome. I was going to say, because uh, of course, there's always two, but no. We didn't.
1: I was there's two started. right here. There's <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> Tom <laughs> Cruise's. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> it still worked. Anyway, this is review a You can catch the show ad-free at movieserdope.com or visit us right, like right now on Twitch at Wednesdays at 7.30 Florida time or on YouTube, like you might be seeing this, or on any podcast platform you like. And Aaron, can you give us the details of this movie that we're going to be review
1: Yes. Today, we are covering Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, written by Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, with uncredited work by Christopher McQuarrie and directed by Brad Bird, budget of 140 to $145 million, a box office of $694.6 million, a runtime of two hours and 13 minutes
0: sweet and right before we get into the next section just gotta say hey ryan what's up what's <laughs> going on <laughs> i got one <laughs> finally it's not an aaron <laughs> but uh ryan did you like or hate that aaron's our resident sith lord are you gonna come in and jedi fight him uh because i know you bring you're it love <laughs> uh, star wars uh ryan is just chilling great because it's a chill time for Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Cooper's trivia. And I forgot to do that.
2: <laughs> Brad, Yay.
3: Brad, Yay. What is the trivia for this ghost protocol mission? Okay. So I've got, I think it's, I think it's three of them. Um, this movie has a rather large body count. How, how many bodies were there? Can we do like a within ten? Like
0: if sure. Aaron says twenty something and I say thirty something. Sure, absolutely. All right, Aaron, you go first.
1: <laughs> um, I'm gonna say twenty-eight. I'm That's gonna say. Tired.
2: I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna say ten. I was gonna say
0: under ten, but ten to nineteen, that range, and also Ryan, you are humble. That means you are a Jedi. <laughs>
3: Uh, Brad, <laughs> uh, you guys are both a little short. It is 42. Wow. Holy wow. Yeah. shoot. The answer yeah. to everything in the universe. It did.
0: All right. They so did it on we, purpose. Okay. So there's the guy who gets killed in the Kremlin. And then obviously there's like a hundred people that die in the
2: Kremlin. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was thinking of like the, the meeting in the Burj Khalifa. That's like four maybe five mm-hmm. and then at the end when they're at the relay station four, maybe five and then the dude but damn 40 okay not 42. including the unseat wow. on screen deaths i'm guessing that counts yes
1: yeah. they've come a long way from only one bullet being fired in the original <laughs> to having so many people die <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> It was, I think, four times. <laughs> <laughs> I, just in case Brad was like, I did so much work for that trivia. <laughs> no, I, um,
3: I worked so hard. I counted for days.
0: <laughs> I scrolled IMDB. I was like four times. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All
3: right. What's next? We're both wrong. Got it. Um, there was a callback to Mission Impossible one. Yes. Um, what was that callback? That direct callback i'll let aaron do it because i've i've got it in the plot i already knew it
1: oh man i don't know if i caught it it's not it's not one of the like tropes that's mentioned in every movie right it's not like it's not like should you choose to accept it okay i don't know i have no idea they
0: can i say it sure they recreated the the meeting instructions for Max and spoilers for the plot. Uh, it's going to be so embarrassing if this isn't exactly the answer, <laughs> but spoilers for the plot. Brad Bird intended on getting back uh, Vanessa Redgrave, who played Max. But the, he's, I believe he said the studio uh, wouldn't pay her what she deserved.
3: But and, and she, got, she, got, she got an immediate no. They didn't even make a costume. She said no so fast. they didn't even have time to make a costume. Wait, she said no because of yeah. the because of the pay they were offering or I, I don't know whatever the offer that she was given. She immediately said, no, they didn't okay. have time to make her a costume.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I heard Brad bird or somebody else saying she, they were not offering to pay her what she deserved, but she's still alive. So we could get Vanessa Redgrave and Vanessa Kirby in dead reckoning part two, please, please. Quarry,
3: please. <laughs> uh That's not what I was going with, but yeah, I mean, that would be okay. Um, we... So they recreated the hood that they used in, in, Mission Impossible 1 when he goes oh, to meet yeah. the arms dealer. Mm, okay, it's not, it's not the exact hood, but they re they remade it. That's okay, what okay. I was talking about. Mm-hmm, exactly. Nailed it.
0: No, but that, that's what I was talking about. Nah.
3: The,
0: the guy smoking and then the hood and the blonde guy, like that was all done with the intention that it would be Vanessa Redgrave at the end of it. Okay, I got that. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. Bradley Cooper, Cooper, or our bread is sexier than Bradley Cooper. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I defer to our bread.
3: <laughs> the last one is a three-parter. Yeah. This movie has some very unique things that are unique to the previous entries. What are What are the three um, unique things that happen that do not happen in the the previous entries? Very, very specific things.
1: Okay. Sorry, the, you're, you're, the way you phrased the
0: question is so vague. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, I'm trying to be vague because um,
0: The thing does not self-destruct on its own. That's Is that one of them? No. Okay, then we... I personally need some kind of guidance. Okay. Um, to, ooh, so there's, there's two title sequences. There's one in the beginning. Wait, that might be later. I forgot.
3: No, there's not. Never mind. Okay. Um, so one of them has to do with the um has to do with the bad guy.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> what are the general hints for all? Because <laughs> oh, otherwise okay.
0: we're just the, gonna the have next, a lot
3: of dead air. <laughs> yeah, the next one um would be their their masks. Okay. And then the last one would be uh, a team member. Some, uh, some of them. one of
1: them I think is, is that there's no, there's no mask reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no big major mask reveal.
3: Yep. Um, the good, none of the, none of the heroes of the use the mask. Guys, yeah. Yeah. None mm-hmm. of the good guys use a mask. So that's one of them. Um, so the uh, other two would be something about something about one of their team members. Is it that Simon Pegg is in the field? Um, no. Is it okay. the fact that someone besides
0: Luther or Ethan has returned? Yeah, uh, Ving nope. Reigns isn't
3: there. It does have to do with Luther. He's in every Mission Impossible movie. He is in every Mission Impossible movie, but this one's special. Oh, because he's not—he's not, he's not part of the main team in this movie. He's not part of the main team in this movie. Okay. And then the last one um, has to do with the the bad guy. The bad guy kills himself. The bad guy doesn't die.
0: How did I say that for YouTube? He does die. he, oh, he, he does dies, die. But he dies by his own hand, essentially. Right, he, right, right, right. He, he dive bombs. Is that was that it?
3: Nope. Um, this is the first bad guy that wasn't a current or former IMF member. Oh, okay. Interesting fact. Since I
0: know that I forgot to actually put it in the plot, the original plan was for uh, Josh Holloway to be a 006, essentially, and like he, it was going to be revealed he was Cobalt. And then Christopher McQuire was like,
2: "Mm, mm, no, no. (laughs) Let's try again.
0: (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah. Uh hey the producers are like pick it up pick it up they're they're, they're, they're saying we're slacking I don't care how much money they're demanding make it happen they're like these guys should have gotten it no matter how (laughs) (laughs) vaguely worded that question was (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody what's your first thoughts of this Aaron especially this is your first time watching it Uh, but I know Aaron likes Brad to go first so
3: Brad what, what are your thoughts on this Um, I thought this movie was super fun. Um, I think they've got their rhythm down in the last movie. And I think this movie just keeps running through that rhythm. Um, They're starting to take more cues from bond movies. They're starting to introduce more tech and more like exposition on the tech. Um, uh, Their stunts are getting, are starting to kind of creep up there and like complexity um, daringness like that kind of section of it too um, but overall it was, it was a really fun movie and it's just one of those movies that it's two hours and 18 minutes you sit down and you're like man that was maybe 90 minutes um, it just it felt it feels like it runs it feels like it just nonstop, go 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 it doesn't really feel out of place or disjointed at all um, I, thought, I thought it was really solid
1: yeah, I 100% agree with that. I had a great time watching this. I had never, so we're officially in uncharted Mission Impossible territory for myself. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the ones moving forward. Uh, I had a great time with this one. Like you said, Rat, it is a two hour and 18 minute movie. It flew by. It was so much fun to watch. The, the stunts are really, really cool. The gadgets are great. Taking from Bond movies, including, uh, what's her name? Leah Sido, who was in uh, No Time to Die. So, you know, like they just like, oh, you were in Mission Possible? Yes, throw her in Bond, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> loved, loved getting more Simon Pegg this time. I, I Benji's so great. Um, Paula Patton, she was awesome in the movie as well. Um, got a lot of Tom Cruise running and a lot of sandstorms. It was a very good time.
0: I'm so glad that you ended by saying she's in a mission, put it in a bond because I was going to laugh and mention, "Yep, steal from Bond, just like we stole from Jobs and Shaw." <laughs> but no, uh, the only other thing I was going to add is that, um, well, two things: one, they also start seeding stuff for Bond to steal, not just Leia's to do But <laughs> there's one other part that uh, I'll highlight later that is feels like it was stolen from this one uh and then i started giggling during brad's because ryan <laughs> said this <laughs> i always mix up these movies this is the one where the mission if he chooses to accept it, is really really difficult <laughs> and uh <laughs> now you're thinking of the last one <laughs> <laughs> and correct question has a shah never heard of it <laughs> um it, you know it's a fun fi- it, well i know that you're being sarcastic but it's a fine movie if not a, for being uh fast and furious uh <laughs> anyway yeah this is i know i mentioned it later but this was such an a, an impactful film that there will always be a mission possible ghost protocol joke baked into how i met your mother from now until the end of time that's how huge it was at the time and you know as last thing to mention one at movies dot com. if you join for those ad re- few free tiers you get automatically entered into giveaways there are free ways to enter so don't worry about that but there is also limited edition merch which leads me to mention this scuffed one this is scuffed if no one already realized because it's supposed to be up here and the reason i'm wearing it and mentioning it is because one the whole <laughs> movies are dope site is powered by fourth wall so it's, ah nice
3: <laughs> there's always two never more never any more never any less always now,
0: two. It, now it's the background oh it's okay. Touche. Um But like this is a sample shirt. So I got it from fourth wall to make sure it was as gorgeous in the colors as I thought. And it was. But I'm like, it's messed up for me. And I constantly was like, what happens now? And They're like, we're sending you out a a free replacement. So a side benefit, if you want to get a shirt, not only getting uh, entered into giveaways with the 21% discount, but you might just end up with a, "Eh, it's all right, kind of a free, uh, uh, what is it? Damn yeah, a shirt and a good shirt, and it doesn't cost me
1: anything for the
0: replacement. <laughs> anyway, now is the time to ask Aaron, are you ready for the plot?
1: If that's not impossible.
0: You say impossible. All I hear is I'm possible. <laughs> Where's those weird sounding crickets?
2: Ah! <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it makes more sense when you see it rolled out. <laughs> all right. Lost the plot. Lost Man is being chased in Budapest. In our review-a-thon of Mission 2, Lost Boy was a villain who blew up so, and then was hit by a semi-truck. So this isn't Lost Boy all grown up. This is Josh Holloway, and I swear that boy was born a man. Or as Jeff Winger would say, you think you're good looking, but you're not. You're average. You're just an average looking guy with a big chin. He, if you don't know that reference, uh, change your life. Uh, and google it he's being cha- oh and also a question for anyone there Aaron's chat any primes in the chat he's being chased by goons and jumps off a roof to escape thankfully his back has an airbag in case of collision so he doesn't go splat he's made away with he's made away with some secret file that can be explained later all is good until he gets text the woman he's walking towards is not only the heiress to an empire true story look it up she's also an assassin uh Erica Sloan's number one plumber <laughs> Sorry. Uh and she's worried he doesn't have enough iron in his blood, so she pumps him full of bullets and offers to deliver the file for him. There's a man getting his rocks off in a Moscow prison, and by getting his rocks off, I clearly mean bouncing a rock off the wall so it boomerangs back to him. I wonder if this guy auditioned for the role of savant in the Suicide Squad. We can't see his face, so I'll just assume so. Benji's in a van outside. He starts opening prison cells and playing Dean Martin music through the prison speakers. This leads to a casual riot. Real chilly, you know? Meanwhile, we see Agent Carter, played by Paula Patton, running through the sewers. Can someone explain to me why Paula Patton isn't leading her own Marvel franchise by now? She's mega talented. She's great here. She's great in a movie called Just Right with Queen Latifah in common. That sounds like a bad pitch, I know, but it's unironically excellent. Add that to the main thing Hollywood seems to care about. She's very attractive, and I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? This should have been a done deal. Anyway, Oh, the guy getting his rocks off is Ethan Hunt. And honestly, easiest distraction ever until Ethan goes rogue five minutes, 40 seconds in. Is that a record for these movies? He goes rogue to save a prisoner named Bogdan. If anyone saw the first part one movie of 2023 Fast X, you'll recognize Bogdan as the guy who was getting beat up by Jason Statham in a punching bag. Or if you saw him in the mid credit scene in F9. Uh, thank you, Justin Lin. I love, unironically, I love when these big budget franchises use... Uh, just yoink actors. From the other budget franchises. Uh, we can't move on before mentioning the excellent silent comedy of Ethan threatening Benji into opening his cell door, then giving him a little
3: air kiss. Thanks. Oh, I, I laughed so hard, <laughs> especially because he's like doing the same thing, like doing like a, a lasso pointing at the door, and Benji was like, uh-uh, "I'm not doing, it. not doing it." Ethan can't hear him. But he doesn't. Benji, he didn't even know it was Benji. Yeah, so Benji's the one talking about like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And Ethan's at the camera again, doing the, doing the rodeo, pointing at the door. Nothing. He's like, then he shakes his fist at him. I was like, oh, here we go. And then he's like, Benji's like, starts opening up all the doors and just so funny. I, la- I literally laughed out loud.
0: <laughs> Me too. And I've probably seen this like 20 times. Uh, it's good, funny, constantly escalating action. Air kiss to Brad Bird and the whole team. And, of course, it ends with Ethan name-dropping the first official, this is true, Mission Impossible Podcast Light the Fuse. Cue the title sequence. I hope you guys love this, because I surely freaking do. Or I mean, they brought the silly trailer for the movie within the movie thing.
3: But, but it, uh, does it, it does it better. I, and we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. But they don't spoil the entire movie. They just give you, like, half a second worth of action, half a second, half a second. So it's hard to put together L- going back, watching in the movie and then going back to watching that, um, the opening sequence, you're like, okay, yes, there's that scene. There's this scene. There's that, but it doesn't spoil the entire movie from front to back, which is nice. Um, I'm sure we'll I talk can- about it more at the end, but
0: yeah, I got to rewatch the mission one, one. Cause I, I thought that was similar, but I I'm trusting you guys that, uh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, this one was super cool. Just the moment where he's like, light the fuse. And then it, <laughs> it, it, did, and then it cuts to the CG. I was like, yeah, this
0: is so cool. Yeah, I, I will say, unironically, I love the addition of the fuse just in all the scenes. Maybe mm-hmm. did that change anything about it for you guys?
3: I thought um, it was really creative. Yeah, it made it feel more like the Bond cold opens where you follow, so you follow something and there's a very specific theme yeah. cards, um, gold, something of that. Something octopuses. Like, octopuses, yes. Octopi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very specific. Uh, yes. Um, very really specific. That,
2: that got obscured.
3: <laughs> um, so, so it was nice that it had a very specific theme to it. And then they included the, the images and stuff like that. And um, just made it, made it put together as a whole. Instead of just like, here's the movie, here's a movie trailer for this movie, um, front to back and uh, stay hope I hope you stay and watch the rest of it. Nice.
0: All right, cool. Uh, they're in a van. There's exposition most relevant. Benji fa- passed the field exam. Yay, Benji. Yay, Benji. Also, this wasn't so much a rescue mission as it was a more desperate mission. Ethan wanted to be pr- in prison, and we get a nice detail when a- Agent Carter DNA swabs Ethan in case it's someone in a mask. Nice, uh, and now we get an exposition flashback explaining why Josh Holloway opened the movie Lost Man. Agent Carter of Shield, and our favorite Benji, the friendly ghost. Can you imagine if Benji dies in Dead Reckoning Part One? <laughs> trying wow. to
2: steal
0: something. <laughs> so Sorry, I, I, I would Sorry, at this point I've seen it twice and uh, these gentlemen <laughs> haven't seen it, right, Aaron? Okay.
1: Nope. <laughs> I wouldn't go see that one when I haven't seen any from four onwards. I, I just wanted to confirm. You yeah,
3: know, no, I haven't confirmed Brad. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably cry if Benji died in part one. I, I I expect a major death or a major like cliffhanger at the end of the first one where you know somebody's got a gun to their head kind of thing. Um, but not necessarily like a full-on death.
1: Ethan dies in Dead
3: Reckoning Part One, and they
1: bring Jeremy Renner in to replace him. <laughs> the,
3: the reason why Jen, Jeremy Renner's in this movie is because they were planning ahead in case Tom Cruise decided he wanted to quit the franchise. Yep. But they had they had an out and an extra extra agent that way they could he could take the franchise from here. They were doing right a Born now, Legacy. Yeah, right now he's not going to do it. Um, he's a little uh, banged up still, but
1: uh, <laughs> that's interesting
3: because I
0: I. W- Cause I think I remember hearing it was more negative than that. Like they, they wanted to replace him, <laughs> and, and he, yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm glad what we ended up with. And, uh, what was I just going to say? There was, um, you know what? There was a real, this is technically a spoiler, but it's not, uh, cause everyone expects it, but there were near the end of dead reckoning part. One it was like, wait, what if they actually just killed Ethan? Like, that'd be crazy. I mean, freaking nuts. It could be the eight could be the last one. And it's about the team. Like, anyway, that's not going to happen. Tom Cruise is the main character. I think that was Tom
3: Tom Cruise is like carrying this franchise on his back. There's no way he's going to sacrifice himself in the first one to to not be in the second one. Yeah, I mean,
1: that would be pretty baller. (laughs) They kill off Ethan Hunt, but Ethan is still alive. And he's doing his own things yeah. and he's wearing yeah, he's wearing masks all the time. He becomes I, Les Grossman from Tropic Thunder.
0: <laughs> I think I'd actually dislike it if they did a fake out of Ethan Death. But um
3: That'd be that'd be super cheap. But
0: but considering that like he finally achieved his the dream stunt he's been dreaming about since he was ten, uh, doing this jump off, I, I actually wouldn't have been surprised. Like it wouldn't have come as a complete shock like, oh, you just fulfilled your final dream, you're sixty something. It would actually be a crazy baller move to still produce the eighth one and not be in it at all. Anyway, uh, uh, um,
3: I, I, but I'm going to I'm going to take a guess, and obviously, I haven't seen Dead Reckoning Part One, and obviously, I haven't seen Dead Reckoning Part Two. No expression from my face. I, I would not be surprised if these are the last two Tom Cruise um, in Mission Impossible movies. I wouldn't be surprised so if it's handed off somewhere else.
1: It's funny you say that because. Th- Dead Reckoning Part 1 released recently, and Tom Cruise said he hopes to keep making Mission Impossible movies until he's 80.
0: Holy shit! Okay, Okay. I believe that... We'll see! I was gonna piggyback off that and say that at the Rome premiere, Macquarie said they're already talking about stunts after 8, but I I was like, maybe they're playing 5D chess or 4D, whatever, whichever it is, and just, like, doing a great job at not spoiling things, but I believe Tom Cruise he wants to do until 80 a lot more
1: than 80 the craziest it. stunt Ethan Hunt's going to do is getting up a flight of stairs
0: <laughs> he's still going to somehow run full out with no CGI, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be awesome gosh that's going to be great to compare that to Indy 5 yeah <laughs> and just be like how how did you do that? They do de-aging, but it's not CGI.
1: <laughs> they just give him a massive amount of uh, plastic surgery. <laughs> That's the yeah. hell Or just make a casting of his face now and then just have him wear it when he's old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, during Fallout, before Fallout came out, someone on Twitter or a few people on Twitter said, I swear to God, you better not kill Benji. And then Christopher Aquari went in and just responded, oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all righty uh ch- 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 where to leave back, back to benji yeah uh, they're trying to s- so lost man agent carter of shield and our favorite benji the friendly ghost are trying to steal something but another team really fuddles with their plans lost man was using a fancy contact lens that scans people's faces and identifies them that's what we saw in the beginning of the movie the lens drew a facial match on blonde heiress assassin. I'm going to call Eris Assassin from now on, and warned him on the phone, but she shot him before he could do anything. Agent Peggy Carter, don't fact check that, finds him moments before he dies, and he whispers something like, "I've always," or no, he, oh yeah, like I've always loved you, or I wish I'd asked you to coffee, or Je m'appelle Lost Man, but it's a whisper, so we, the audience, don't know what he said. All we see is her heartbroken reaction. It's great when movies use things for more than one purpose in the plot, and Ghost Protocol does this really well. For instance, the facial cam contact lens didn't just help the mission, it also warned the last man, Lost Man of Aeris Assassin, which then worked as a lead for Captain Carter and the Blues Brothers. And the final exposition? Russian nuclear launch codes. The ultimate villain? Someone mysterious, only known by the code word, codename Cobalt. So it's Dwayne Johnson. Because Cobalt is a rock. Nailed it. Uh, I didn't realize I stole your thing <laughs> while typing it until I was saying it in front of you, Brad. Um, Ethan gets his mission. They're going into the Kremlin to find out the identity of Cobalt. The self-destruct in the in 1, what functions? And when Ethan tells them about Cobalt, this protocol cribs a joke from Mission Hospital 2 because where Billy says, I thought you said she's in the building, right? Benji says, "I thought you said the Kremlin. I thought you said the Kremlin." OK. Uh, that's what I meant when I said I think Billy could partially fill Benji's role in these, these here movies. Naturally, they would require a lot more helicopter stuff and a lot less gear stuff, but I'm getting out. Ethan and Benji infiltrate the Kremlin, and Benji complains that everybody gets where I'm mask. Benji. Agent Carter's job is to <coughs> pop a balloon. Uh, her timing is a little late, or their timing is a little early for the sake of timing, because Ethan has to have his fake ID scanned twice before it works. Sounds boring when I say it, but it's, it is good attention. After they get through, a dh the old man from John Wick spins around in front of them and runs off into the Kremlin. We missed it on the first watch. Did you catch it, Aaron? The fact that Cobalt was there when they entered after scanning the ID?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember if I caught that or not.
0: Great, because this legitimizes what I'm saying. You miss it on first watch, but once you see it, you can never unsee it. Okay. <laughs> uh, they have a moment of silence before the heisting, and Benji gives his condolences to the death of e- Ethan's wife, Julia. It's powerful, but also, what's their plan if someone comes from either direction? Is this a notoriously empty level? You know what? We haven't even gotten to the heist. The plan is to it's describe- classified hold on That's right. exactly
1: <laughs>
0: the plan is to distract an officer playing security with drip trip noises and use a and using a cool looking piece of cloth with a cool looking projection thingy to make them effectively invisible but only to people in front of them and when i say people i mean one people and honestly it's great Those
3: there's a super cool gadget i love that yeah. And it was it was super funny when Benji steps in front of it for half a second it's <laughs> so yeah. it is like the size of the hallway. <laughs> uh,
0: those flaws only up the tension. Brad Bird said he wanted to channel the Langley sequence from one and they frickin nail it here. And like Brad said, Benji accidentally plays Wizard of Oz at one point. Uh, the evidence of who Cobalt is has already been removed and someone frames Hunt and team while murdering someone in on comms, uh, reveals their location and mentions a detonation that's about to happen. They abort, and Ethan barely gets out of there before the Kremlin goes blowy. Important note, on the way out, uh, Ethan passed Cobalt, the old man from John Wick. Fucking sloppy, Cobalt. You know what? If barely, If Ethan barely made it out, how did Benji and Cobalt... El Cobalt didn't even make it out also. He beat Ethan out and was farther ahead once both of them were outside, making it even more impressive because Ethan was doing the Tom Tom Cruise run and everything. Ethan wakes up in the hospital, already under arrest. There's a copper, we'll call him Mother Kittredge, who thinks he's hot shit compared to Ethan Hunt. Ethan escapes his cuffs. Then he plans to jump into a trash can like Coach Beard in season two, episode nine of Ted Lasso. Spoilers, but thinks better of it because it's really dangerous to try that. Uh, it's not safe. It won't be. So- it wouldn't be soft. But then something soft enters the chat: the roof of a delivery van. Ethan uses an electrical line to zip line over to the comfy van roof. He gets distracted thanks to two pedestrians acting like freaking zombies, and by that I mean one person selling stuff is just like. And he steals the shoes right off her fucking shop or whatever. And then someone who in like a trench coat just pit, stands up next to their table that has a phone and just walks almost not moving their arms from it. My- <laughs> oh. Dude, a, a couple a couple of things
1: from this scene. One, Ethan's cool like um, like. They're in Russia, right? Russian like yeah. military jacket that's reversible into a bomber jacket was super cool. <laughs> and then when he takes that guy's phone and then calls the insurance company and tells them where he needs a pickup, and then he just drops that phone in like a drain. Some motherfucker's <laughs> gonna hit find my iPhone and be like, well, I threw
3: it down here. That yeah. <laughs> makes like pinging noises, go jumping. Yeah. Yeah. and then um, he uses he sees the paperclip. To get out of the handcuffs, Mm -hmm. he sees the paperclip on the thing. You can can see the paperclip all bent up in the, um, in the handcuffs when he, when he goes to look for, um, Ethan, when he's supposed to be in bed and he's not. Yeah. That's cool.
0: And you get a hint because the nurse who says it's not a club, uh, like picks up her papers and they fall. They all fall. Yeah. And they did the, uh, I think you can see like a shoulder, some little flurry of movement when they do the, uh, when the cop, when mother Kittredge gets shoulder checked, she's like, Hey, what I'm walking here. I'm
2: rushing here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a hundred times better than <laughs> <laughs> you can see like a little bit of movement that shows that Ethan like roll or pop cruise rolled out of the way. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I just watched all the special features recently. So everyone should check that out. And there's a lot of stuff in there, but, cool. um, All right, so he gets extracted and comes face-to-face with the secretary who has his analyst, William Brandt, played by Hawkeye, with him, and Ethan makes a crude drawing of Cobalt, and Brandt identifies Cobalt as Kurt Hendricks. Uh, Instead of disavowing Ethan, the secretary warns him that the president has enacted Ghost Protocol, which is just, you get a disavow, you get a disavow, everybody gets a disavow! The secretary gives Ethan an escape plan, a mission, and everything, but the Russians ambush them with guns. The secretary dies, and Ethan and Brant go swimming while the Russian coppers try to turn them into fish and cheese. Uh, one detail about the car ride I loved is that seconds before the secretary starts uh, subtly expositing what the escape plan is, you see like Ethan take a couple looks at like Brant's gun, I think, mm-hmm. and. He's already doing the plan in his head. Yeah,
3: he's trying to formulate an escape just in case. <laughs> yeah. He's just not he's just not as fast because he doesn't have it all planned out. Mm-hmm. And then Now nobody's going to know about this conversation because, um, well, it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> uh, Ethan puts a flare on the body of their deceased driver and uses his lit up corpse as target practice for the Russian coppers and the boyos' escape. Part of the secretary's plan for Ethan was an IMF stash Ethan could use. It's a car on a moving train and similar to the malfunctioning mission self-destruct the security gadget that grants them access gives Ethan a hard time. The lights turn on and Benji and Carter are pointing their guns at Ethan and Branch. So they were just standing around holding rifles in the dark. Okay. It seems, seems legit. <laughs> Benji said, uh, I don't remember if I wrote this in the, in the notes, but also after they notice that it's Ethan, they take I'd say just a couple seconds too long to put their guns to point their guns down.
3: And then they, <laughs> then they turn around and have to uh, give him the eye scan or whatever to prove that he's an actual agent, which seems like a helpful gadget. Um, because he, uh, he puts on the eye thing or whatever and says agent confirmed or the, I forgot what her name is off the top of my head. um Puts the eye thing on and says agent confirmed. So that would have been a super helpful um, piece of tech. The last three movies um, with all the mask off, face-offs, mask-offs. When when did
0: Agent Carter do that? Because I remember he had to do a retinal scan on the outside of the train. Did she do right, that right
3: then? away? Right like, there? Right, yeah, right away. Um, there, the three of them are talking, and she gives him <laughs> okay. a retinal scan or whatever. And uh, the retinal scan thing says oh, Agent confirmed, or Agent Ethan Hunt confirmed. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's it's right away.
2: Why?
0: Okay, that's. I would expect that more uh, just from a logic perspective, at least in my brain, I'd expect that more in the Bogdan van than here because he already had to scan his thing and if you have to scan your eyes, why not have a display inside that's like Agent
1: Ethan Hunt is about that's to... That's what I him. was gonna say, why wouldn't it tell them, like why wouldn't the, the, the people inside here, Agent Ethan Hunt confirm they'd be like, oh cool, Ethan's here and then just have your hand on your gun just in case they're holding his head up or something and they're like, that's not Ethan, kill him! <laughs> <laughs> Just the cases of bloody, court. yeah. Like the guy,
0: like uh Mike we Myers a,
1: is coming in, <laughs> hold up an eyeball. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, Hawkeye did do that in Avengers. It's oh.
2: True.
0: <laughs> uh, true. T- Benji says he thought Ethan was dead. I'd say maybe he found out the secretary's gar- car got ambushed, but that doesn't make any sense. And it's revealed they didn't know later in the sequence, so he thought. So Benji, I was saying that all to say that Benji thought Ethan died in the explosion. Follow-up question. How the fuck did Benji get out of there faster than Ethan? And why would he think if he got out the anyway, uh, it's classified by the way, they did. Oh, I did write it. They take a little too long to lower their guns. Ethan plays the new mission on headphones. So the team can't hear the mission or can they? Cause they all have reactions like they're listening. So why is Ethan wearing headphones? Wait, now he's on the phone with Bogdan. I mean, he's on the phone with some mysterious person. No spoilers. Uh, and then I realized what it was because maybe it's just a cool piece of editing that implies Ethan listened to the mission first, then played it for everybody as he went to make a call. Clean way to speed up the story, even if it's just saved 30 seconds. <sighs> Ethan, I guess it was faster for me to write that one sentence than just delete the stupid questions. Uh, <laughs> Ethan... Tells everybody that Eris Assassin and Cobalt's Ponyboy are exchanging diamonds for Russian nuclear launch codes in Dubai in the Burj Khalifa. They need to switch out the codes with fakes so they can follow Ponyboy back to Cobalt, but they can't take anybody out. Since they have limited resources and limited options, they need to keep everyone alive so they can get information from them. So things are going to be a little more complicated than kill, snatch, crap. Grab. I don't know why I just said grab. Uh, instead, they're going full masks so they can fake the meetings for Eris, Assassin, and Boy. Part of that plan is replacing room numbers on a different floor to play pretend like it's the right floor. But, I literally just realized on this rewatch, they never mentioned needing to change that part of the elevator that says what floor you're arriving at. We see later that Benji has hacked into the elevator, so maybe, maybe they just didn't expedition us to death. So, remember how the uh, this little self destructing five minutes malfunctioned? Keep that in mind, because as soon as they start to settle in, they realize Tom Cruise's shirt hasn't been ironed. In other words, there's a lot of wrinkles they have to deal with. Starting with the fact that Benji can't easily hack hack in without the IMF's resources, so Ethan is going to have to climb up the side of the burge to access the server room. I wonder why nobody called room service, wondering why the building's window cleaner went DIY that
3: day. Uh, (laughs) It's 11 floors and 7 over. Up 11, over 7.
0: Okay, so we got lucky and missed at least 11 or 10 rooms since we can assume that the whole server floor might be one floor. Up to 18 people, all being out of the... I mean, they're rich, so why the fuck would they be hanging out in there? Um,
3: on the 100th, 120th floor or whatever?
0: Why would you be in Dubai and stay in your hotel room if you're not having schmecks? And then why the fuck would you be looking out the window if you are and? If you are, then you're not going to reveal that you weren't. Be- All right. I, I should have thought about that for two That's classified. So keep that malfunction in mind, because as soon as they start to settle in, they realize, Tom, no, I already said that. Another wrinkle, the glass cutting laser tool they've got likes to spark while in use, shocking the user. I'm sure it's not important. I guess it's not a wrinkle. Neither is that suspiciously large sandstorm miles off. I don't even know why I'm mentioning it. Moving on. So Ethan has these adhesive gloves that'll let him scale the building. And I know from the light, the fuse podcast that the shot of him transitioning from the inside to the outside one completely real, Uh, but two uh, minus any digital removal of safety wires and the like, but two, it, it, the picture expanded to show the whole IMAX aspect ratio. If you saw it in the IMAX in an IMAX theater, they didn't Mm -hmm. keep that for the home release of this film. Uh, they have for other films, but the Light the Fuse guys are crossing their fingers that they'll release that v- version on home release someday, and so am I. Uh, let me check my watch. Is it that time again? Wrinkle time! This one's a real winner. One of Ethan's gloves malfunctions, and he tosses it. Then, the Sparky Spark gun does the Sparky Spark thing, and that malfunction causes Ethan to free fall till he catches himself with his last working glove. If you're on video, that's what is in the background of Aaron shot. It's great. Uh, the fact that he didn't dislocate his shoulder <laughs> he, in context of the movie
1: or out of it, I, when I was watching it, the second he got attached and fell, I was like, that's a dislocated shoulder <laughs> at the very least. Where where did I leave off?
3: I also thought it was pretty funny because when he fell, he actually landed next to his other glove that's actually working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> and then they stare there, looking at like should I take this glove since it's working now and then, it's, then it starts like yeah flickering and just like falls into the wind yeah
0: uh, he climbs back up kicks his way through the glass and that last working glove he did have it ain't working anymore Uh-oh. small small <laughs> they never noticed after throwing away both gluey climbing gloves he puts on new gloves to avoid leaving fingerprints in the server room. meaning they'll literally have to dust the outside of the building if they want to get prints uh there's no other exit out of the server room and they're running out of time so ethan does the most impressive tom cruise run to date and possibly still uh, well uh, and runs down the building do your Spider mans Ethan. Uh, he almost free falls again without gluey, gluey gloves this time, but catches himself right before his line runs out. Unfortunately, there's an issue that leads to my favorite exchange uh, in the movie. Brand sees the issue and helpfully tells Ethan, "You're never gonna make it." it.
1: <laughs> to which Ethan responds, "No, dude! <laughs> literally, as we're watching, as I'm watching the movie." Me and Tom Cruise in sync. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, he said what I said. <laughs> uh, just always maybe I should be a movie writer. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should write movies.
0: <laughs> and here's my favorite, one of my favorite parts of mission. To solve the problem, Ethan Tom Cruise runs away from the window he's aiming for, quite beautifully pushes off from the burge, sailing through the air, and then... Kind of like a ballerina, I'll, I'll say. And then jumps to make the window. All that is great, but not my favorite. They could have had Ethan land, in, maybe roll and hit a wall in the hotel room and that would have been groovy, but instead Ethan misses his mark by a little bit and gets clotheslined by the upper frame of the window. Ba- actually, that happened to me when I was a kid. Not exactly this. Uh, and basically, he's going to free fall and die, but Brandon Carter jump barely catch Ethan by the by the ankle. It's that, oh shit, he's going to He's gonna make oh fuck oh fuck he's fine uh, that I absolutely love Kingsman does something similar uh, but we'll get there one day. Wait, my watch is telling me that it's time for some more wrinkles. Ponyboy had a kidnap has a kidnap victim who can authenticate the nuclear launch codes. Uh, that's bad because they were going to scramble the launch codes, but if they do. They'll lose Pony Boy any chance of catching Cobalt. So Ethan wants to give him the, give them the real codes, a plan Brant almost, almost permanently sabotages, but Ethan convinces Brant. And during that, another wrinkle. The mask making machine malfunctions, making mission manhunt more miserable. They have to go without masks. Funny detail, Ethan was wearing, uh, goggles for his workout climbing the Burge and he's, he almost forgot to take them off. I'm sure this isn't going to be another example of an item being used multiple times for the British Climb, for a joke, and for the Sandstorm. Not sure why I'm saying it like that. There's a, a lot of great we're about to ke- get caught few were fine moments while they play a switcherooing game with the nuclear launch codes and payment diamonds that ultimately ends with Eris Assassin realizing this is a sham, and and then uh, half of the meetings I misspelled something, and then half of the meetings is blown by po- while oh half of the meetings are blown while Ponyboy makes off with the codes after killing a kidnapped victim. But I have to point out the most suspicious part of both interactions just gets glossed over. In the Ethan Brandt meeting, Eris assassin ask asks which one of you is Ponyboy. Which makes sense. Uh, don't fact check that. Uh, both these, those guys are in suits, and this film was supposed to act as a passing the torch for, from Cruise to Renner, but a- Agent Carter asks and uh, asked the same thing in her meeting where Ponyboy is just fancy as hell and kidnap victim looks like a kidnap victim on a good day. Ponyboy should have blown up the meeting as soon as Agent Carter asked. She'd be like, uh,
3: what's going on? So, so it, was, it was pretty cool because the reason why at Snow, to uh, do knows that the something is off when she goes to hand render the paperwork pulls it back a little bit he goes to grab it he looks at her dead in the eyes and she can see the like nine square um, nine like reflective squares or whatever that's taking the pictures on the contact lens which I thought was really cool that um, they didn't make it they made it very direct like all right this is the reason why she's suspicious not so much of maybe they just there's a weird feeling between the two there i like that they had like a direct item that yeah. um came up instead of just like that i don't i got a bad feeling about this and <laughs> i just gonna trust my gut um so I'm, I'm glad they showed that and then also um i liked how they were back and forth between the two meetings they were wearing their heads they were wearing their earpieces so they could hear the questions that were being asked. So when Leia's new asked which one of you are Boy, then <laughs> Agent Carter came back and exact asked the exact same thing to them. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I thought it was really really neat with the, with the two switches. Yeah,
0: and they tease that reveal really well because Agent Carter when she's putting the context of the lens in, she mentions there might be some discomfort and like a couple points in the meeting, like Branch just starts like messing with it um, it I mean, starts and like
1: twi- like twitching and i'm like that guy needs some potassium asap yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> While we're trying to read the paperwork and stuff and take yeah. the pictures and the, the printer inside the briefcase is pretty cool nope you
0: know i just realized a uh, cinema six did a video recently titled something like when people call mission impossible one like just a movie or something like that and he talked about the cinematographer using uh split screens like in the height in the opening heist when uh they all get everyone almost gets almost everyone gets killed uh and doing that and i just realized that of course brad bird's using expertise from his own animation background but in this sequence, they do exactly the same thing because there are certain shots that go between the two meetings and just transition through the floors instead of cutting.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was shot real well. Um, This whole, this whole sequence from the start of them trying to climb up the wall all the way through to the end of this um, chase sequence that we're about to get into was done really well. And the, I don't want to say like one, one shot, one take kind of thing, but like the transitioning between the floors, Um, the transition from Benji getting back and forth, um, because there were, um, he had to transfer the diamonds and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, with his fake hand and his real hand, and
0: there is a little bit of continuity in terms of the fake hand. I will say people can look for it. Um, but yeah, and what is it? I think someone who uh, a YouTube video I watched today mentioned that this whole sequence is 25 minutes, which I think was like the last piece of the puzzle of these because if you look at this film and especially the ones after this the the, like big stunts or sequences are just huge like they take up 20 to 30 minutes which is such an easy way at a certain point I think Christopher Quarry started saying that he just looks at new missions as well if we get four sequences that's pretty much two hours (laughs) and that's how it always works out which is really cool. Um, uh, back to the actually blown up meet. Wait, yeah. Back to the actually blown up meeting. Eris assassin escapes as Hunt and Brant fight her assassins, and it's not just Ethan doing a great job. Just an analyst Brant kicks serious ass. Agent Carter volunteers to go after Eris assassin, which could be a bad idea because little reminder: Eris assassin killed Lost Man, who was Agent Carter's. Will they? Won't they? And she's hungry for revenge. Should have eaten breakfast. Um, she's better. <laughs> she's better than Ethan. No spoiler for any uh, future mission because she catches Eris' assassin without killing her. And you know what? I'm gonna take another moment to compliment Paula Patton because after she hands Eris' assassin over to Benji, she goes into the other room, and the acting in her freaking hands is even great. Macquarie Cruz, please bring her back for another vi- mission. There's a that's a vague enough spoiler. Uh those am un- that's a vague enough spoiler those unfamiliar won't know exactly when she stopped showing up in missions but some of these cast members need to come back and honestly it's kind of funny that we have three amazing actresses michelle monaghan rebecca ferguson and hayley atwell will all fall into the white brunette category that i'm ready that i'm ready to use any excuse to force paula Patton back she doesn't fall into that care category exactly
1: um when I was watching this, there was a there was a moment uh, where Paula Patton was like doing her thing on screen, and I'm like, you know, if if Gal Gadot had not been cast as Wonder Woman, she would have crushed as
3: Wonder Whoa, Woman. She yeah. would have been fantastic. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I agree with that.
0: Do it now. Just put her in Fast and Furious too. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> that that's see now I'm gonna just think of her and Tandy Newton as Am- Amazonians now. And yeah. you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- t- seriously, everyone should check out Just Right. I know I'm... Anyway. Uh, t- t- Ethan's about to catch up with Pony Boy. Honestly, we need to do a magic mic one day. Uh, my pony... Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, but Mother Kittredge uh, catches up with Ethan and ru- ruins the surprise for Ponyboy. By the way, I forgot that I put Rus- uh, Mother Kittredge earlier, so I keep just writing Russian Kittredge Jr. Um... Benji gets distracted for a split second, and heiress Assassin takes the opportunity to escape. Yeah, leading to an amazing fight between her and Agent Carter. And let me say, wow. First, amazing fight. Second, my gosh, have we come a long way from the cat fights we used to get? And I'm just using the term cat fight because everybody who saw those lady versus lady fights back in the day knows exactly what I mean by that. Uh, It ends with Carter yeeting (laughs) (laughs) out the (laughs) window. I've never heard Brad say yeet. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who is listening, please watch that video just for that part because it's beautiful. I wonder how many people have died from the Sparky Sparky Gun Aeris Assassin's body cratering at the base of the Burj, but we'll move
1: past that. I, mean, I was um, hoping when Tom Cruise was running away, we were going to see her go, eh, <laughs> it
2: was
1: so funny.
0: I mean, we saw that when uh, Furious 7 did their whole Burj Khalifa thing. We saw the cars <laughs> yeah. on the ground. So, I mean, spoilers for Furious 7, but we'll get to yeah. that one day.
3: Um... Yeah, I w- we, I'm surprised we didn't see anything like a puddle or something, uh, the, the, the dust in the wind of bone <laughs> being just. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get anything.
1: Uh, okay. I need to
3: focus. I mean, uh, she just fell from, uh, what is it, 130 stories or something like that? So, yeah, yeah those aren't just 10 foot stories, those are probably 15 foot Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking she- very high ceilings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know in Hobbs and Shaw, I mean, they just run down the side of the building and catch themselves on a light pole, but it's not realistic. Hey,
0: hey they run down the side of the building in this movie too. Yeah, with <laughs> a rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: not catch uh, themselves on a light pole on the way down. <clears throat>
0: I mean, technically, The Rock had a rope. He just chose to go without for a little bit
3: <laughs> and caught, caught
0: people on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I defending Hobbs's shot? Okay. Ethan, Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay. These are different comments and no one's going to be able to see it because let's see. Can I? Okay. I transitioned. <laughs> Ryan, thank you for that again. Okay. Uh, oh, exactly 40 minutes apart. Alright, where's my summary? I just lost it. Okay, Uh, Ethan, Tom Cruise runs after Ponyboy, and the sandstorm Mother Nature runs after them both. Cue the sandstorm chase and the final use of the goggles. Ethan can see in the sand. And honestly, the sand is a beautiful addition to what could have been a fairly standard chase sequence, especially since Ethan needs to keep a really close range and he'll lose Ponyboy with the authentic nuclear launch codes. And Ponyboy was wearing a mask? It all culminates with a really cool car crash that again wouldn't be possible without the sandstorm I'll look at what you said Ryan and just okay he runs right. well now that I mentioned I'm not to tease everybody he runs so fast
3: in every movie he runs so fast in every movie <laughs> but somehow the bad guy outruns him so
0: well I was pixel beeping and he starts catching up slowly but by the time he, he gets just far enough once they hit traffic then then that messes him up. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'll 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 get to your comments right after this, but those are great. Uh, uh, Ethan jumps out of a car... Oh, it all culminates with a really cool car crash that, again, wouldn't be possible without the sandstorm. Ethan jumps out of a car seconds before it front-end collisions with Mask of Pony, Boy Pony Boy's car. Mask of Pony Boy's car flies through the air and the and almost pancakes Ethan. And I gotta mention one it's fucking awesome yeah it's really cool even though it was in the trailers it still worked in the movie but uh the special features about this moment in particular are insane and if you don't have a blu-ray or digital copy on itunes or voodoo i highly recommend getting your hands on one of those uh perfect timing to mention that the that for dead reckoning they release all new steelbooks like this one that come with a digital code and uh the affiliate links are in the description. Uh, they are honestly gorgeous, and most importantly, come with all the special features your little heart could desire. No, uh,
3: the most important part is it's a steel book, and that's all you needed to know. I mean, some steel books look pretty basic, but this one, as one example, is. The, I, like, I like the other ones. I like the red ones, but uh, uh, I think they're the Best Buy exclusive ones. The red, the red ones. They're yeah, they're not silver like that. They're red, and they have like one little one little teaser. Um, I think one of them is like a bus falling out of the numbers.
1: I think the red one, the, the pictures on the steel books are like the ones that they use for streaming, like on everything.
0: Yeah. On voodoo, the new no, red ones. They
1: changed. They changed? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I think the favorite ones off the top of my head for these are rogue nation and fallout because those are fucking gorgeous. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Those are also beautiful, but I don't, there's no affiliate link I can give you for Best Buy. So good luck.
3: <laughs> uh, um where where did I just leave off? Um he's running so fast. Uh well every time
1: you heard this comment that I te- You
3: you ended off with the uh the car crash. Yeah. And oh. Ethan Hunt's standing there as the beep's getting closer to him, he's confused to why it's getting closer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was another part that was perfect. Uh perfect <clears throat> addition from the sandstorm is him being able to is him getting almost uh run over.
2: Yeah. All
0: so right. What? and uh i know what everyone's thinking mask of pony boy didn't turn out to be channing tatum missed opportunity for another excellent channing tatum cameo no it was really cobalt the whole time which makes perfect sense for him as a villain and is a beautiful little twist of the knife with regards to them failing this mini mission uh i actually just i'm just a huge fan of that uh in the afterglow of the, that failure everyone is yelling at everyone most in- intriguing, Ethan reveals Brandt's excellent skills to everyone and asks him, how does an agent with skills like that end up an analyst? To which Brandt responds, uh, Bond line, uh, well, we all have our secrets, <laughs> don't we, Ethan? Uh, and
1: it's I- classified.
0: <laughs> uh, good time to mention that Macquarie was hired around the time that they were filming The Burge to save the movie's bacon and deliver a not unsatisfying third act. Uh, as a writer not a director and coho is coming in with a little hi hello coho hello Ooh, is that dante from furious uh, fast sex sorry that i don't think it is but i'm a huge fan of dante sorry Brandon. chris mccrory
1: was also brought in to form a lifelong bromance with tom cruise <laughs> yes he just came in he's like you <laughs> <laughs> Rose now.
0: Uh, brad did i interrupt something that you were no you're say? good
3: i was just going to comment on the picture too that there was a sweet uh guy on a motorcycle
0: yeah <laughs> uh t- 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 good time to. Ma- i already mentioned that uh ethan abandons destiny's child to do his own beyonce solo tour the tour starts with ethan doing a reboot of his steps to meet max in the first film uh, I already talked about all that, so please, 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 Vanessa Redgrave and Vanessa Kirby uh, together to quote Channing Tatum in one of my favorite cameos of his. Oh wait, I all right, I do need to back up a little bit to make this make sense, but Macquarie, I'd freaking faint if in Dead Reckoning Part Two we got r- Vanessa Redgrave and Vanessa Kirby together to quote Channing Tatum in one of my favorite cameos of his. Give it to me, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry.
3: <laughs> That's exactly. What which one was that one? <laughs> you know what uh, i was thinking it was gonna be bullet train and it was not <laughs>
0: it was i forgot he he uh he cameoed there i put it in the secret chat just sees everyone everyone asking the comments and i and i'll tell you um
3: oh, got it. I, guess, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember now
0: uh bullet train i forgot about that one the other one i remember is this is the end so good mm-hmm. luck everybody that was the that's the one i was thinking of my favorites so far. Because literally, I was looking at it, I'm not even going to describe the scene, but I was like, whoever's playing that, wh- whatever extra, man, just doing a great job. And at that time, Channing Tam was unironically my favorite actor at the time, so when I found out it was him, I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ethan abandons Destiny's Child to do his own Beyonce solo tour. The tour starts with Ethan doing a reboot. Oh, wait uh, So who is Ethan meeting instead of Max? Brand tells the other and uh, without answering that question, Brand tells the other rejected members of Destiny's Child what a secret is. He was part of an IMF detail tasked with protecting Ethan and Julia. They failed, Julia died, and Brandt quit the field because basically he was stuck in a locker of hurt over it. A hurt locker, if you will. Ethan killed the people who killed him. <laughs>
3: I just watched. I just watched that movie like two weekends ago, three weekends ago. Oh, I, I forgot completely about that, too. that
0: I love that so much. Well, that movie is excellent, and the is, reason he's even movie. here, <laughs> Catherine Bigelow directed. Uh, <laughs> Aaron gave a little side of cringe, but. Brad's whole, whole entree of cringe is worth jumping over to the video version you're listening <laughs> <to> audio. <laughs> Sorry, I expected that much cringe from Give It To Be Daddy. <laughs> uh, instead of meeting Max, Ethan gets to meet Bogdan's cousin who has a very classy job. Uh, the diamonds that were supposed to go to Air Assassin, Ethan brought them for Bogdan. And honestly, the pay gap is disgusting in this movie. Air Assassin does her does her job and doesn't uh, and don't even worry about her making 70% of what an air assassin would make. Her, she gets her whole paycheck stolen by a white guy and given to another white guy. Really disgusting stuff, people. Uh, real talk, though, there's another detail I love about the Mission movies. Ethan came to find Cobalt, and for Bogdan's cousin to reveal that information, he'd have to admit he had something to do with Cobalt getting a satellite to launch the nukes through. And this is the part I love. Tom Cruise's biggest fans besides the high-level Scientologists lying to him, might be the American military-industrial complex. And yet, we get very true and uh, a little prescient lines like, a man with information like that would be a potential terrorist. And to your government, a potential terrorist is a terrorist. That's it. I mean, you can look up videos about how the U.S. government changed MCU scripts, including the first Iron Man, to cover up, specifically with the first Iron Man, to cover up things like the fact that, the, that military veterans have high record, record high numbers of, and this is going to be really f- weird to say because I'll have to go back and edit the first time, uh, record high numbers of unaliving themselves as one example. Sorry for having to phrase it like that, but we all know what the YouTube algorithm will do if we said it plainly. So with that in mind, it wouldn't surprise me if an intelligent producer like Tom Cruise would erase a line like that out of fear for ruffling the wrong feathers. And I like that they didn't. Uh, Ethan has his lead. They can shut the satellite down in Mumbai. So Ethan does the thing Beyonce will never need to do if she doesn't want to. He gets Destiny's children back together. Ogden's cousin calls uh, Mother Kittredge and tips him off to where Ethan and crew are headed. That double-crosser? At least he mentions that COBOL stole a nuclear launch device from the Kremlin, something the U.S. couldn't do because Russia thought the U.S. were the ones who boom-boomed the Kremlin in the first place. The guy we're targeting in Mumbai, you may recognize him. He's played by Anil Kapoor, who who wants to be a millionaire douchebag from Some Dog Millionaire, but he's Mm -hmm. also a huge star in India, and I like telling everyone I can. Movies from India are freaking awesome. Not just RRR, although I'm glad all the all the other YouTubers are figuring out. Uh, everyone should check out Indian cinema. Okay, moving on. Um,
3: what was the other one that we watched to start with a P? Um, I really, really like that one. Padmavat. Um, Padmavat. I don't
0: yeah. know if he's in that one. I can't. He's, I don't he's not in on
3: that one. But I'm just I'm thinking of Indian cinema and just kind of going down that rabbit hole in my head. Padmavat was really, really good. Really colorful. Yeah. Um, very good storytelling
0: a few Indian films that I know he's not in, but since we got the opportunity, I'll throw them out there. Uh, Zindagi. Brian, Na-
3: Brian loves this, by the way, anytime you can talk about it, at, um, Indian cinema, he will take it. So we could talk about, uh, <laughs> fast and the Fur- fast 10 and somehow Indian cinema would get brought up. He- Brian, does. <laughs> so, so when he says like, watch these movies, I was a skeptic, and we watched probably at least what six to eight Indian movies now on this channel that Damn. we reviewed previously. yeah um and he hasn't steered me wrong yet, so
0: honestly, it's all to do with uh, what's now called movies or Dope Reacts because it used to be Superview, and I just got hundreds and hundreds of Indian film recommendations, and I've watched probably thirty to fifty so i all the those compliments that i appreciate you giving me i'm just putting them to there but a few that i know off the top of my head are bangers uh zandagina malagi dobara uh kuch kuch Hota high which i just watched recently Bless oh my you.
3: gosh yeah what about what about a kuch, kuch?
0: actually I'm, <laughs> let's not joke about it because it's such a good fucking movie uh it's spelled k-u-c-h kuch kuch hota h-o-t-a uh, hi, h-a-i, and it was stunning. It was an amazing movie. Um, uh, Om Shanti Om, Rangasthalam. Oh my gosh, what an amazing fucking movie. Uh, and then, uh, Brad unironically brought me, uh, came to me asking if we could watch, uh, Bahubali, the beginning and the conclusion. I was like, and he would, I think, like, knowing how, <laughs> dumb a lot of us white guys in America can be. He's like, yeah, you might not be your bag. You might have... And he's like, how about these? I like, I saw them years ago. They're fucking amazing. Let's go. Because <laughs> I think the default state for half of American guys is, no, I don't know it, so I don't like it. Rah. <laughs> or at least a good chunk. So, um, anyway, check out those yeah,
3: movies. But I, I highly recommend Pop mavat and RRR. R RR is more of a John Wick style. Padma is more of a love story gone wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like those big, um, Romeo like and that,
3: Juliet would be another good, like, a following that trail.
0: Yeah. And if anyone saw that Brad, Brad Pitt, uh, epic, um, uh, the director's cut of Troy, the director's cut. I've never seen the, uh, the theatrical cut, but if you like the long theatrical, the director's cut that it's like a love story with a fucking epic war as its backdrop and it is okay uh aaron's like i haven't checked out one of these <laughs> i've seen troy <laughs> nice uh theatrical or director's cut both i nice. read it a lot from blockbuster <laughs> as a child all right so which one's better since i don't know director's cut or oh god
1: it's been so long but like i usually just default to director's cuts because longer is just i don't know there's just there's more we
3: listen to women longer longer. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. just like watching the lord of the rings extended version stuff like that i mean i don't even watch the (laughs) theatrical cut of a lot of movies nowadays if i have both i'll just watch the the longer extended cut yeah
0: I haven't confirmed that the, that the theatrical is better, but the one longer cut that I wouldn't recommend is Midsommar, because I was bored out of my fucking mind, but everyone was going nuts mm-hmm. for the theatrical version, so I, okay. I haven't confirmed if it's an issue with the longer version, or if I just didn't connect. Uh, the TLDR, Captain Carter has to pretend to seduce Anil Kapoor, so she can torture the codes out of him. Brandt has to mission jump into a computer. I think everyone knows what that means. Benji has to remote control car him, and Ethan has to... Not get caught by Mother Kittredge? That last part is the most awkward because the easiest way to accomplish that mission is if Ethan stays in the van. I need, I need to write this into the plot, but what did you guys uh, think of the music as Ethan and Carter go into the party in Mumbai? Because that flourished to the music. Uh, was that an electrical guitar? Because I genuinely don't know. It made me go, ooh, on this rewatch, and it reminded me of when you both were talking about the title sequence of two.
1: I don't know if I remember the music you're talking about exactly. I might have to pull I, that I scene don't, up. Yeah, I don't
3: either. Oh. Um, it's I, when, did, uh, I did like the, the overall party. Um, I thought it was really cool. Okay. I, I agree.
0: It's after, it's when it comes around, uh, Ethan Hunt pulls up, helps Agent Carter in, like helps her up from the car or whatever, and then as they, when it cuts to inside, it goes... I, I'm not, I'm, I just got uh, shy. I don't want to try to say, like, do the theme because I think I'm going to mess it up. But it's just, it feel it's this intensity. That, anyway, just everybody can check it out on their next watch. Uh, I know Aaron's watching right now. <laughs> he I'll continue until he has an opinion on it. One more compliment to Paula Patton. Her walk towards Anil Kapoor, the subtle change from stress out Carter to Venus seductress is just so freaking good. I swear, <laughs> it's not that I have a star crush or I guess the most honest way to say this is if I do have a star crush, it's definitely not just because of her looks. Every woman in Hollywood is attractive, but her actual acting talents feel underappreciated. Uh, there's a funny Uranus joke and did everyone know it's actually pronounced Uranus? Uh, true story.
1: And Uranus, urine sounds like pee, so we can't <laughs> win.
3: Yeah, I like, I like how Benji was like geeking out because he said the word anus.
1: <laughs> like, like, Haha, it's
0: funny because he said anus. <laughs> uh, just,
3: but yeah, it just shows you the maturity level. Even that's probably um, that's probably his like Simon Pegg's like entire personality. If you were to meet him, if you were to be best friends with him, that's probably his thing. It's like, oh, you said, you said anus. I'm going to laugh now. You said anus. I
0: do know that the one thing he's tired of hearing is uh, you've got red on your shirt, which is from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh, you've the got red name. on you. But yeah, it's pronounced uran- Uranus. Uh, fun fact, or rather, uh, damn, that makes things less fun. fact, uh, I'm more of a bourbon girl. That's all I wrote. Uh, I just like that line. I'm not a bourbon girl. Uh, but damn, the music and the sequence don't really convince me. Uh, little RC car being driven very, very slowly is actually fun. Because uh, I think that's when the music was cranking the most. You just see the RC car go down a tiny little hill. It's like. It's essentially going. And it's just like.
2: Uh,
0: when Ethan is telling it and yelling that Brant jump, there's definitely no continuity in terms of. Uh, the, in terms of Ethan holding a phone or not is don't know why I'm mentioning that don't look don't look for it on your next rewatch, uh, but I wish we'd seen a whole shot, uh, wide shot of people looking at Ethan yelling, jump, and, and then them just looking at him like what the fuck is wrong with the white guy?
1: Hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, to, to answer your question earlier about the music, I think that was on a sitar.
0: Oh, OK, I don't know what that I've heard that word
1: before. It's like I think it's like an Indian instrument, but yeah, it does. It does sound a lot like a like a guitar, but it's just like a, an instrument they have over there. But yeah, that was cool. Did
0: it remind you at all of Mission 2's opening title sequence that you guys were talking about with the. I don't,
2: I don't think, think so. No,
0: OK. OK. <laughs> 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 I'll move on from my sub-question. Uh, the whole scene of Adil Kapoor trying to seduce Agent Carter is honestly hilarious. She gives him a cute little slap and it kind of works on him. I unironically love it, including later, I didn't write it in the plot, but him going, ticket ticka 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 I'm just like if there's anything that he added to this, I bet it's that detail.
3: Um, Yeah, he he kicks off one shoe and shuffles. (laughs) Kick off, kicks off the second shoe, shuffles. Yeah, short kings rise up.
0: (laughs) Uh, And brand sline. Next time, I get to seduce the rich guy.
1: Dude, Uh, did we forget to mention Jeremy Renner's cool like magnetic shirt he had to wear? Yes, we did. Okay. Yes, I left that out. I, I skipped the whole um,
0: jet over. I think there's a lot of beautiful little nuance, like when Agent Carter's asking uh, Hunt if it made him feel better to kill the men who killed his wife. And then there is a great little uh, back and forth. And then there's that. And I, and I catch you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, all that on there. But no. What do you want to say about it? So I can shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, I just I just wanted to make sure that we were talking about it because I thought it was really like like a really interesting gadget. The fact that he could just hover there and then later he's just like like uh, like when he's in like that hallway, he's just like on his side at one point. He's like, I'm still waiting down here, guys. He's all sweaty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I wish I don't think there was any special features about how they made that happen, but I'd love to watch it. It just has like a full ceiling and CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, but him doing the whole like going into a ball and then getting shot up to get some momentum and then almost getting skewered by the by the RC car thingy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I, I think I left it out because I was afraid of just going on. Uh, uh
3: uh yeah, <laughs> yeah <but laughs> almost getting skewered by the rc car when it finally blows up and everything and he crashes he crashes the rc car into the servers a couple times he's like yeah. i can't control it It just it's not working <laughs> and especially the end of that is the craziest
0: part because it looks like it's perfect in terms of the physics but like they've got to be ha- hanging him on wires or a stuntman on wires for that last jump jump and then i I don't know how they did it but it it if it wasn't if this was like mission impossible 7 i'd be like oh they did that for real of course (laughs) you know but them doing it that way it was just very impressive good job um and team they barely fail their mission or in other words They missed it by this much. So now it's a race. Actually, that's a reference to a a great early Dwayne Johnson film. Um, So now it's a I know it's also a reference to the TV show that it's based off of.
3: But so the great movie you're talking about is Hobbs and Shaw. All right. I will be uh, here all week. (sighs) Or another (laughs) <laughs> so now it's... I lost my place. <laughs> so
0: now it's a race against time to disable the nuke before it hits. And they're in Mumbai! So the biggest thing getting in their way, well, who saw across the Spider-Verse? Over here's the traffic, there's the traffic over here, and here there's even more traffic. The final wrinkles they have to overcome with this part of the mission, Ethan has to get a case from Cobalt, and the other children of Destiny need to fix a computer without getting shot. Or, since Aja Carter has a bullet in her belly,
2: without getting shot for the Last time.
3: Second time.
2: Yeah. I mean, any of them for the last time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: Even like Wick fights cobalt with no more bullets, Uh, but this time it's with a production budget. They fight in one of those car lots where the machine machine grabs your car like a vending machine and brings it down. It's all a good time and ends with Ethan flying a car down a hundred meters the hard way and then hitting the abort button yelling, Mission Accomplished!
1: Okay, really quick. I loved that scene. That scene was so cool. The part where the guy has the, the briefcase, and then he just, like jumps down and falls. So I watched this with some friends. We had to pause the movie. We were laughing so hard at that part. It was so funny the fact that the dude just like See ya. Yeah, he- <laughs> it was <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Like we were crying. It was hilarious. I get that the reason he did it is because it, well, Ethan wouldn't have it enough time to get down there. But it was so funny.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like good. would it have been it- less funny if he just threw the case down and hoped it broke? Over. Probably,
1: maybe, I don't know, but I don't know. I, maybe it's just because we weren't expecting it, but the fact that he just did it and just offed himself was just so bizarre. Like, it, it made perfect sense, but it, we just weren't ready for it. It was so funny.
3: Yeah, because he chooses to do that because he's he knows at the end of this, he's with the um nuclear weapon, he's going he's gonna to die, die anyway. So he might, might as well go out on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, just his, the look that he gives him, he just like rolls off and he's just like, yep, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah and then and then to see the camera pan over the edge watch mm-hmm. him hit the first car and then come off of it yeah
0: yeah i can still see how like in my head how he grabbed it up like one arm's not working and he just goes <laughs> uh can you guys answer this ryan asked is this the one with freddie mercury i honestly can't remember actually i think i realized it Brian, you might, are you thinking of No Time to Die with the actor who played Freddie Mercury in that mid, that horrible, that, okay. All
1: right. Yep. Yes. Leah Sado is the one throwing him off. because She's in that movie, too. Yes, is.
3: <laughs> and it also is a, is a movie similar to Mission Impossible, so very much so. Yep.
1: Yeah. And the part where, where Tom Cruise is like, mission accomplished and he hits the button and then it w- didn't work right away. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because, like, <laughs> you know, the action guy find, like gets to say super cool line and it always works. But this time is just no, we're not. We're not ready yet. Give, give us like 20 seconds.
3: Yeah, because in, in No Time to Die, the, the, it's not nuclear. They're just warheads that are just coming down to kill the base. Mm-hmm. So No nuclear in that movie, but nuclear in this movie. Yes. All right. Nuclear.
0: So, Ryan, since you're still here and I appreciate you being here, uh, I love warheads. So sour. Uh me too. You should. Everyone should check out uh, blue raspberry. My favorite. Everyone should try out the uh, ghost energy drinks because they have blue raspberry War- and warhead flavors, and they actually taste it. Anyway, Ryan, I just put in your DMs and Discord if you want to jump in and just mess around uh, since you're still here without understanding what the summary is. Feel free to jump in. I said I dropped the link. No pressure. Uh, and then we can, you know, shout out your channel and stuff. Uh
3: if- you mean Jason's channel. Jason? Oh. Oh, Yeah, you mean Jason? (laughs) Jason podcast.
2: (laughs) Why do you
0: always do this to Ryan? (laughs) Just like, (laughs) poke
3: him. Ryan's a guest in his own house. (laughs) He
0: said, right, I'm just a guest. (laughs) It wasn't Jason's house that I enjoyed on the podcast. All right, right. You got it. All right. I'm going to finish this up and I'll get back to all your other comments after this, but it's a sort of riot podcast. That's great. Uh, Okay. Uh, He yells, mission accomplished. The button press fails the first few times because there's like 30 seconds left and it's not ready. But in typical mission fashion, it works a millisecond before San Francisco gets nuclear bombed. Oh, so Ethan's purpose at the Mumbai party was to tease Mother Kittredge during their game of cat and mouse. I mean, don't ask me exactly how Mother Kittredge followed Ethan's car to the relay station and then Ethan on foot to the car vending machine, but only entered the vending machine minutes late, minute later, or uh, like 10 minutes later, right after Ethan mission accomplishes his mission. But he does it and he realizes Ethan is innocent. To paraphrase the Joker... It was all part of the plan. I don't know why I'm doing that accent, but what are you saying? Um,
3: so the arms dealer is the one that gives him up. So he goes to the arms dealer knowing that the arms dealer is going to give him up to mother Kittredge. Um, so that's why he does that. He intentionally walks into getting sold out. So that way Kittredge would know where he was. 100%.
0: But the arms dealer would say the Mumbai party, like once they drive away, maybe he follows the car, but once they split up, he goes to that vending machine location, and if not for him, like, fighting uh, old man from John Wick for 10 minutes before they enter, I'm just like, so how did they know? Because they'd have to be running on foot to keep sight of him, and then still, why did it take you 10 minutes to get in there? Like, I don't know, if... if you know, the truth is it's classified, but it's if you wanted to justify yeah. that, you'd have to have like the agents slowly running up levels <laughs> until they both fall down and then the actually that'd be fucking hilarious. I wish we had that Then like try to get up to them, and then they both fall and like,
1: get back down, <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you see them like walking upstairs and then just a shadow just and they go. <laughs> they just turn and go the other direction. Goddamn! Now I will, I wish that's the version
3: we got. You, you see him running up the stairs, and you can the the walls are slightly translucent, and you just see the car fall down. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, turn around.
1: Also, I want to see a scene of the people who have their cars in there, like they're just waiting for their car. Just. <laughs> It's like spinning and all their windows are busted out. There's a oh, dead yeah. guy next to their car and they're like, and then Ethan's just like, mission accomplished!
0: <laughs> I mean, when, uh, hey, point- what's going on? Now that you point that out, literally, it's not like the vending machine's like, I'm bored. Let me move these cars around. Like, people yeah. want their cars. They want their cars back. <laughs> uh, and I gotta mention one of the best lines in the movie. Perfect. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, fast forward two months and we get two of the best choices, both of which should have been obvious right from the get, if I'm being frank. And I'll thank Macquarie for both of them because I, I think it was his idea. First, Luther's back. And I believe this is the origin of Scuba Luther on Light the Fuse. And without the cameo at the end, one of the best traditions would have been broken. The fact that Luther is the only other character besides Ethan to show up in every mission movie. Here, Luther's got his biker look going on. And, uh, and I didn't write it in, but I love the, oh, you know, I got this, man. I yeah. <laughs>
3: that's that, that uh, hilarious.
0: That, that's some good balancing of the negging Ethan was doing in the last movie for no good reasons. Like, I would hold on for this one for you. Uh, <laughs> and the more important and should have been obvious from the get choice, Julia isn't dead. It was a cover so she could assume a new identity and stay safe while Ethan continues saving the world. The original plan was actually that the death be real. And I've heard yep. people saying that since Karate Kid, saying this since Karate Kid 2. Don't build up a female character as being super important for a whole fucking movie just to discard them by the next film. And the fact that that almost happened here tells me one thing even Tom Cruise and Brad Bird can make brain dead decisions. Just keep that in mind for everybody. The next time you make a mistake, like those two guys are two of the most globally celebrated people on earth. If they can make some stupid, some stupid decision like that, it's fine when we all make
3: mistakes. I wish they would have teased this earlier that she was still alive. Um, like just a kind of a hint, like, um, the whole thing like did you see a body blah 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 that whole sequence here at the end i wish i was a little farther forward i wish they could have found a way to put that in there and then when he wakes up have him wake up in the hospital and have her be one of the nurses um, or the doctor and then just like have have like a a small little wink and And have them have them
1: act like they don't know each other while also hinting that they definitely know each other yeah I think so, it also because, would have been cool if Tom Cruise would have been like, "Did you see a body?" and then Jeremy Renner would be like, "What?" and then he'd be like, Tom Cruise is just like, ah,
3: "I don't know," and just kind of leave it at that would be cool too. And then have have him leave the hospital, and then ha- watch have you can still have the scene at the end where she's leaving with one of her friends, and they have that little um, head nod at each other. Uh, you could still have that just to just allude that this wasn't like a fever dream kind of thing of no, she actually still is alive. Here's them having the conversation with Luther. Here's them leaving the hospital um, after their 12-hour shift or whatever and then have that little head nod. And so you could have kept everything, but I wish it would have had a little bit closer of an interaction um, together.
0: Mm-hmm. So I know why they didn't have the tease, obviously, it's because Macquarie came in and reversed that death decision. Um, I actually think this is a really beautiful ending and I'm okay I just resp- I get where you're coming from. I I will prefer this ending, I think. And that might just be the fact that I've had, I've known this ending so long. <laughs> that, like, my brain's like, I'm already in love with this. Um, but I think there could have been a really perfect moment on the plane when Agent Carter said that if... Did it make you feel better killing the men who killed your wife? If we got a, an angle, a shot that breaks the one eighty rule, which to really quickly explain that it means that when you're filming a scene, you kind of want to keep the cameras all pointing at the subjects from one side. Basically imagine an imaginary line, not crossing that. If we cross that for one shot and like saw the back of uh, agent Carter's head and like just saw him like lean back a little bit and think, Like he's considering admitting it to her and be like, well, I, 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 just as a visual cue, I think that could have been a really easy shot to get all things considered and you could have fit it in. But if this is the version we're stuck with, uh, I think they reversed that decision really well. And they even mentioned, I noticed on this time, he said, uh, Brant asked, when did you know? And he said, I pulled your file after Mumbai so in the two months gap then he found out so he couldn't uh, well at least according to that line he couldn't like tell him beforehand and at least that line like resolves anything if was like you're a dick dude you're on this mission with a guy who now you know feels guilty for your wife's death and you're waiting till two months later to tell him so like, it, it, if after Abu Dhabi on the plate, he didn't, if, if he knew that brand was one of the guys and didn't tell him, that'd be such a dick move on that whole flight. Um But yeah. Although I did hear, I have heard that later on Tom Cruise has said people still wonder if they're divorced or not because it wasn't clear enough. So that's points to your version. That probably would have cleared things
3: up more if they went your way. Well, it. it's not divorce. She's her, her. She's not there. Julia is no longer. Now she's Julianne. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Gulia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What did the did she get her last name from me? <laughs> Aaron the Baron. <laughs> no, Julia Gulia is Drew Barrymore's character in the wedding singer. Oh, see, oh, oh I
3: that's, that's that. That's what I <laughs> yep. Nailed it.
1: Or that's what that's what her last name would have been if she married that other guy. I think in that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a what a funny.
3: Hey, you don't want to marry
0: them because you're the last name.
3: Said she had to marry Adam Sandler, which is probably yep. worse.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a real uncut Jim. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> all, <laughs> the journey is definitely there. <laughs> uh,
0: that's all revealed to All that stuff was revealed to us when Ethan tells Brandt the truth. And then uh, this will be the last way I say I'd love to see Paula Patton return. Actually, I can't say it because it's a spoiler for Dead Reckoning Part 1, so everybody make sure I remember to say it once we get to that review-a-thon. Uh, I'm literally looking at it, but I don't want to spoil it for you or the boys. Why the fuck did I say it that way? <laughs> I'll never
3: say All right, thanks. Homelander, get out of here.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I understood that reference this time. (laughs) Uh, Julia spots Ethan. They share a beautiful moment with a beautiful swell to the music, and we end on a tease that Ethan's next mission is going to involve the syndicate. Apparently, they now control the U.S.'s entire drone fleet. And that's all she wrote. The movie was so impactful, I already mentioned it. Hi, my mother. Uh, It's baked into that, and I ain't mad at it. And now it is time... The four twenty. Anything else you guys want to say before we get into the four twenty reviews? Mm. No pre- no pressure. <laughs> no, there, there
3: was there was something about the end that I was going to talk about, but I don't remember what it is anymore. So it's not obviously in one ear out the other or something.
1: I I got super hyped for a second at the ending because they're in Seattle and I live in Washington State, so I'm like, yeah, Seattle. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's not Seattle, and they filmed it in Vancouver. So.
0: Wait, did I mess that up? I thought they said it was San Francisco.
1: No, the, the very end scene. San Francisco, I think, was yeah. where the bomb was going to go off. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're, they're, in, they're in Seattle. Yeah, the end scene they're in Seattle when they're talking to Luther and everything.
0: Oh, um, I think he, in my was- mind, I was just like, okay, it, they almost blew up San Francisco. If they're having dinner or whatever with Luther, clearly he's just finished his job, so they must be in San Francisco. I didn't. Why yeah. Did I and he said, he, he
3: just, he just said, um, well, he said in the conversation, like I just spent the last two months in the, what is it? The Hudson uh, Bay. Yeah. The Bay of San Francisco or the bottom of the or Bay, the San of San Francisco. Francisco, the yeah, Bay like, area, the bottom of the Bay or something like that.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so, all right. I love yeah. the ending even more because clearly that meeting with Luther and with them is just a, is partially an excuse just to see Julia. And of course, and yeah, no spoilers for future movies, but Luther is the one who could tell Ethan, like theoretically. So, ah,
1: oh, that's cool. That just makes me. And if Julia is a nurse in Seattle, she could be in an episode of Grey's Anatomy and we'd never know.
3: She could be sleepless. Who knows?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: I almost, Aaron. I almost did this in response to your joke as a joke, (laughs) but Brad came in with that one, and that one's much more deserving. (laughs) Good job, (laughs) Brad.
3: Oh, she she could own a bookstore right around the corner from uh, Tom Hanks. Who knows?
0: all right it is time for the 420 review and since i actually prepared this time i'll start in case uh, you guys need a little more time but here's mine uh call them the incredibles burj khalifa stunts incredibles kremlin boom nuclear war lost man lost wife light the fucking fuse that's mine
1: <laughs> your, your last line is the same as my last line <laughs> alright Aaron you go next alright see you later Kremlin oh hey Hawkeye <laughs> blue glue red dead there's too many sandstorms light the fucking fuse red
0: is a Last second to rewrite your last line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: kidding. Well, because we're now four episodes into this and we are still trying to figure out how to do our 420 reviews. So I did four lines of five, which I've been doing <laughs> for four movies. I thought I was, I thought I was on the right, right. We, rack, so. we just realized that before. We went live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that We were all kind of doing them slightly different. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so my four lines of five is uh, more tech than James Bond. Ether outruns a sandstorm. Nice Carvana, nice Carvana vending machine ad. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> stay dead? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alright, now though,
0: and nice, if you want your 420 review to be read in the future, and <laughs> just to be clear, it's five lines, four words each, 20 words total for your review of the movie, go and join dope.com. It's free to join, uh, and you can have a whole month, jump in on the future review-a-thon, but since last week, if anybody noticed, I was speeding through the rank so quickly, I forgot to finish our ranking for uh, the actual movies. So to, since I can't be trusted with it anymore, we're going to have uh, Aaron.
1: That's new, me. I'm Aaron.
0: <laughs> be the hey, new that's my name <laughs> uh, director of the rank-a-thons. And in honor of that, Anybody in Aaron's chat got a prime? And <laughs> not the... currently. <laughs> let me just bring up the uh oh, I'm missing one of these, so I'm gonna have to get it later or as we go. But first we're going to go to just opening up for everybody. Uh we've got why we got our bad guy ringthon. Aaron, I'll let you
1: start. Okay. Oh, it disappeared for me. What the hell. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So for our bad guy rankathon, it's gone
0: again. <laughs> okay. There's there's gonna be no proper let's see, uh, movie rankathon because I don't have that one ready and I
1: was trying to get it but it keeps fucking disappearing for no good reason so sure uh so for our bad guy rankathon number 1 is Ambrose number 2 is Pish uh and Dr Manhattan and number 3 is Phelps and kittredge uh where do we want to put uh cobalt and I guess uh to do also what?
0: Mother. One one note, we all have to say yes to us, like when we're voting. Because editing this last one, I was like, it's got to be really boring to be like, okay, who thinks it's going to be better than three
2: <laughs> <laughs> for the
0: audio listeners? So, all right, sorry to interrupt.
1: Uh, so where where do we want to put uh, Cobalt and Leia to do? What do you guys think? Because I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of thinking that they're at number four because they because like, you know, Leia Sadu, I think, did more than Cobalt did. Like she killed, you know, Sawyer from Lost at the beginning. But other than that, I don't think they necessarily stack up to the others.
0: Cobalt did blow up the Kremlin.
1: That's true. Yeah, you, no, you're right. You're
0: right. <laughs> and Leia Sadu's heiress uh, Assassin gave a lot of good drama for Asian Carter. So Personally, I know, I mean, if we're going to do this, like the last times of asking, like, who do, you, well, I'll let some yeah, guess, discussion go.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to slide them into the third slot and move Phelps and Kittreds down to the fourth slot. Interesting. Um, the, the fight, the fight sequence was pretty nice. Um, the bombing of the Kremlin. He had a bad guy plan that he executed to the complete, to com- basically to completion up until the last like half second. Um, so, in a bad guy does things ranking, I would probably put him pretty high up the list. Uh, but overall, I'd say he's kind of a little on the boring side. Um, so, I'd probably put him above, um, I'd probably put him in the third slot and slide Phelps and get him down.
0: Okay. So, I'll say this I know that Cobalt doesn't give a lot, you know, in terms of his character, but. Eris Assassin is so good that factoring in the Kremlin bombing, I'd be down to put them at number one. So, honestly, oh, wow. between you guys, who, who have. We're
1: like, all over the place.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if we did it how we've done in the past, like here, Aaron, how about you ask so, us who thinks okay. they're better than three, two, one? All
1: right. So, who, who thinks that they're better than Phelps and Kittredge? I don't think so. I I, think so. I do. Okay. Uh, Who thinks they're better than Pish or Dr. Manhattan? I do. Uh, I do not. Okay. So they're they're at number three then. They're at number three. Okay. So new ranking is number one, Ambrose. Number two, Pish and Dr. Manhattan. And number three, the ones from Ghost Protocol. (laughs) (laughs) I need to remember to put the ones
0: from Ghost Protocol. (laughs) 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 That section. That's great. Okay, I don't Cobalt know Cobalt and
1: Eris Assassin.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know where my uh, title sequence or no, not title sequence. The uh, the movie where? Okay, this is so weird. Okay, the movie Rankathon. I don't know where my three went, but remind me, three isn't number one, right? For us, that's where I. That's where I voted. Okay, I, I definitely remember me voting that.
3: Yeah, I, I would say okay. it's pr- it's number one. Right, right this second before voting right now. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah so number one is Mission Impossible 3 number two is Mission Impossible 2 and number three is Mission Impossible Uh, so I I'll start off with I thought this one was the best one so far they're just getting better as they go along Um, what do you guys think
3: I agree yes I agree I would definitely put this at number one unanimous Um, I think in my head watching it (laughs) the first time I, I think the first time watching all of my put them backwards in order, and I thought they got better as they went along. So I, don't, mm-hmm. I think this is just an easy, an easy spot to put them in e- easily. Yeah. Number one. one hundred percent
1: easy, easy option. Just Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is going to be our new number one.
0: Nice. I love I love that we on our, our accidentally put everything in the reverse number order. So it's four, two, three.
1: Yeah, it was so it, I'm, F- was freaking out when I was reading it. I was like, wait, did I- what number did I say? <laughs> I was like, uh, just go with it. Just keep going. Yeah, all right. Now... Now, for the title sequence rankathon, number one currently is Mission Impossible 2. Number two is Mission Impossible 3. And number three is Mission Impossible 1. I, I, again, I thought this one was the coolest one so far. Like, especially with Tom Cruise kicking it off by saying light the fuse. And then it goes into the cool CGI. And just, I don't know. I thought it was really creative and really well done.
0: Remind yeah. me, did we talk about this before we went live or
3: during, while we were recording? While we were recording. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you, Brett. No, you're good. Um, I'm I'm same boat. Number one, Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought they're if they keep this style the whole way through, the same the similar to Bond style, um, where they keep a certain theme, and especially if the theme ties into the the opening sequence, and then the opening sequence leads into the the title sequence. I'm I'm game. I'm I'm all for it. Nice. And obviously not having full movie trailers in your movie just seems like a good idea.
0: I really yeah. got to go back to the
3: first
1: one. <laughs> anyway. All right. Oh, wait. So did you new, want to, our before? new number one is mission impossible <laughs> ghost protocol. <laughs> all
0: right. So it's four, two, three, one. So a little mm-hmm. bit than last time. And finally, ah, what the what did I just do? Oh, that's all of us. Yeah.
1: My, I oh, know that's last episode. That's why, last week.
0: Why, why is that open? What? <laughs> okay. If you guys want to watch
1: our Mission Impossible 3 reviewathon, you can do that now. <laughs> Literally, because it's on screen. <laughs> uh, but, and and uh, next, we have our haircut rankathon. Number one is Mission Impossible 3. Number two is Mission Impossible 2. And number three is Mission Impossible. Uh, for me, I feel like it's still a little too long, but. I don't know. I don't know where I would necessarily put it.
0: Brad, are we going to make this look exactly like the, the movie rankings right now? Uh,
3: I think so, because I think this is the not super long as number two, but not super mm-hmm. short as one and three is kind of a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I think this is, you know, I think this is primo time cruise right here. All right. So
0: we're, are you and I, Brad, both voting for the number one spot?
3: Yes. For sure.
2: Woo! Okay.
1: Okay. So, uh, Ghost Protocol once again takes the number one spot.
3: Nice. Then All right. Running run down three, two, one. <laughs> once again. Yep.
2: yep. <laughs> All
0: right. And where did I just leave my? There it is. All right. I'll get us out of here. And what is left? Uh. Ch- ch- hey. Oh. All right, so here is what I have uh, teased. That's it for the first four Mission Impossible review-a-thons. When Dead Reckoning Part 2 comes out, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do the... uh, including that movie, and 5, 6, and 7. But if we continue... We will be doing other franchises and I don't know that this is definitely the next one, but I was playing around with it. So I'm going to ask, uh, ask the guys, what do you think about doing a little one of these?
1: Uh, let me try to zoom in. Do you know what this is? Review a skew. Oh, review a skew-a-thon. Ooh, okay. And I like the sound of that. Adding,
0: adding a few little uh little puffers for uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know uh, Kevin Smith doesn't smoke weed anymore but if anybody wants to that's I'm just throwing that out no confirmation here we'll talk about it but in the meantime please check out the socials of Brad and Aaron in the description you can see the usernames on screen for those live with us and seriously if you want these ad free or to get twenty one percent off all the merch and put it be put into Giveaways, go to moviesaredope.com. I will not get your credit card info. It's fourth wall. I should not be trusted with that information. and I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable having it. But uh, feel free to go over there and suggest what the next franchise review-a-thon should be. Uh,
2: maybe it'll be bombed
0: in the future. But in the meantime, anything else you want to say, guys? Where can they find you? What do you want them to watch? Anything?
3: No. Uh, visit the uh, Movies Are Dope uh, website. It's pretty sweet. Um, Brian does a lot of work for that. Um, changes the title, changes the top um, animation sequence and everything, too. So it, it, is, it is a sweet website. Um, and then, yeah, you can find all of our links at the bottom below and um, tell us that our hot takes are terrible. yeah i just i want to say thanks for having
1: me guys i appreciate uh coming and talking these movies with you and i'm looking forward to the other four when dead reckoning part two comes out uh this has been a lot of fun and hopefully you know hopefully more in the future hell yeah all right uh bye everybody and let's get those sweet sweet outros this video will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one. Bye-bye now.